G'day guys and welcome to episode 42 with the Bradley J Driver Experience. Wow, 42 episodes in, pretty surreal to think about. I was just talking with my guests before we clicked record here and three, four months now and we're, we're hustling, we're getting there. The episode numbers are growing. So is the show and so is the caliber of guests. And before I introduce today's guest, who's going to be a really good chat, I want to remind everyone about 42 for CF. That's hashtag 42 for CF all across socials. It's the marathon effort and an actual marathon event for Cystic Fibrosis Australia that I'm running here in my hometown of Wollongong. Basically a, a CF patient, just a regular guy who can't run to save his life, tackling a marathon on December 12th to not only raise funds and awareness for the cause, but to spread that message that whatever you want to do in life, if you have a positive outlook and you've got that good work ethic, you can achieve it. So to get behind the event, just follow us on socials, share that hashtag around and you'll see in the show notes and also the link in my Insta bio, we have that donation fundraiser page live with a goal of 100K. So shoot high and, and just hope we get there. But that's not the reason you're here. You're here to listen to today's guest. And well, today's guest is an exceptional human being who's living an exceptional life. But how do you define an exceptional life? For some, it's measured by money, material possessions, or by the acceptance of others. And if that's the case, it's most likely that you'll soon find yourself lost, without purpose, and full of regret. You see, to me, an exceptional life is defined pretty simply. In essence, it's the smile on your face when you wake up in the morning, that purpose that's so undeniable that it drives you and sets your soul on fire. Today's guest is Logan Dodds, and before he shares his story, I'm going to leave you with some of his words of wisdom to stew on throughout the course of today's episode. This was taken from one of his YouTube videos, and it says, if you had a quota on the amount of moments that made up your life, how would you use them? Logan, welcome to the experience, brother. Mate, what, a, what an introduction. Let's just leave it there, you buddy. You nailed it on the head right there and there, mate. Let's just wrap it up and job done. I thought you deserve a good intro, brother. I've been following for a couple of years. And, you know, I think that quote from one of your videos, it was a video on YouTube called Moments, I think it was. And, man, I love yeah. that because that's what life's about, right? Making the most of every moment and every minute that we have. Exactly, brother. That's uh, you're, you're dead right, and uh, that's sort of the the essence that I've been trying to live um, the past few years by. Um, so it's yeah, it's been a pretty been a pretty hectic year in the uh, last sort of few years, and been blessed to um, to have some pretty epic moments around the world and and my sort of home country in New Zealand here. So you just hit the nail on the head there. You're from NZ. You're still a young fella. How old are you now? Oh, mate, I'm. Uh, not too, too, buddy. I'm not a spring chicken anymore, mate. I'm uh, creeping up to my 30th birthday in, uh, in February, so. Oh, that's right, oh, bro. You're only, uh, as young as, yeah. only as old as you feel, brother. Well, exactly. So, no, I'm still, uh, I'm still trucking pretty strong, mate. All my mates are starting to have babies and that now, so. Um, but, I mean, it's, when you get older, you're sort of, you know, like you're, you with that experience comes, um, what am I trying to say? You know, like you, you experience from when you're younger until you're now, and then you almost grow with that, you know, like you, you become the person you are because of the experiences you've had. So as um, I say, life kind of defines you, you right? be What's that, bro? Life kind of defines you, doesn't it? Like it, yep. it molds you and it builds you into the person that you end up becoming. And one thing I've seen through, through your stuff for the last couple of years, I remember, bro, the first, you know how I first discovered you? 
it was literally on, I can't, I can't remember how many years ago it was, but I remember being on Facebook one day and I seen someone shared a video, just like a mate of mine. And it was just, I could just see it was like a video of like a couple of people in Europe having a, a great time. And I'm like, oh yeah, sick. Kept scrolling, fuck, someone else has shared it. And I'm like, fuck, 10 people have shared this fucking video. <laughs> and I don't know who this guy is. And like, I remember clicking into it and watching, it was just Summer Days video from, yeah. I think it was a Europe Kentucky. And it yeah. just looked like a blast, man. It looked like you're having the best time. And I think that's the first time I was ever exposed to, to you. And then probably about a year or two later, come across you on social again. And it just looked like you were ripping in and having a great time. And I was pretty curious as to, I think, I think at the time I actually listened to you on another podcast where you might've just been shooting the shit with a couple of mates or something back in the day and having a yarn and talking about your travels and your life experiences. And then I started to hear a little bit more about your story and I started to understand where your headspace was at and where you were coming from. So talk to us about those sort of younger years and those past years. You, you said the last couple you've been trying to live, I guess, to that essence of, you know, every moment matters and every moment counts and it could be a last. Talk to me about where that headspace comes from. Uh, yes, I guess uh, essentially before that video, um, that was in 2015. Um, and that was actually the second time that I'd been back to, to Europe. So the first time um, I went over, um, finished my primary apprenticeship when I was 18, uh, sorry, 20, just for my 21st birthday. Um, left school at 16, straight into a bloody plumbing apprenticeship, basically got asked to leave school. Um, just wasn't really vibing it at school, wasn't resonating with the system and that, um, being a little, being a little rat bag sort of. Um, so you left school, left into a plumbing apprenticeship and then um, I actually, my old man actually passed away when, it, when I was 18, uh, just out of the blue. And then so I was sort of, that sort of given me that um, just, fuck, he was a healthy, healthy man, you know, gym three, four times a week, like enjoyed a beer, but never smoked a ciggy in his life and just healthy, happy go lucky, buddy, um, like roast. And yeah, he passed away when I was 18. Um, and then from that moment it was basically like, fuck, life's short, man. Like, you know, you got to live every day as it comes and you never know what's around the corner. So finished my plumbing apprenticeship and sent you went straight over to, um, to, to London to play a season of footy, rugby union. Um, oh, and then, player, eh? yeah, bro. I've, oh man, I've played since I was five till about twenty-four, yeah, uh, and then just just like basically stopped growing and fucking get bit up by all the big big boys uh, that, were, that were over there. Um, and then that's yeah, and then that's sort of when when traveling, you know, fell fell in love with traveling and fell in love with new experiences and meet new people and you know, sort of defining figuring out who I was as a person and who I wanted to be um, yeah. and then I came back back to Auckland after um, another very close family friend um, got cancer out of the blue as well um, and he, he passed away so the second time I went back to Europe and created that video was after he'd passed away um, and that was even more of a, a sort of moment where I was like fuck it life's you know too short and then that's when I created that video in six months um, living around Europe just absolutely having the time of my life and condense that into a three minute video and put it on Facebook. And then yeah, that's when you would have seen it when it started to blow up. I think it got about 5 million views or something, which was yeah, pretty hectic. Mental. Talk to me about, you know, if you don't mind about your old man. And I think listening to you speak in one of your videos or in an interview or something you've done, you said that, you know, like you said, just there is a really healthy, outgoing, just passionate guy. And he passed away from a stroke, didn't he? 
Yeah, he had a uh, yeah, brain aneurysm, so a bleed in the brain. So it's that, essentially a stroke. That wasn't long after he retired, was it? Uh, no, he was still he was still trucking away. He just worked for himself, like fuck, no stresses in the world. Worked downstairs in the garage, happy as. But he'd go upstairs and have a little snooze at lunchtime for smoko, and go back down, knock off at four. Yeah. Not much stress in his life, and so he was sort of out of um, not really, you know, like sort of ticket item to have a stroke. Your strokes, yeah. people that have strokes, you smoke ciggies sort of every day, stress to the max. Um, so he was it was quite like a. A, a funny one that he had a stroke um and then again that was just sort of more the reason just to be like fuck you never know what's around the corner you know you know what the thing is that those moments happen i think in everyone's life at some stage but the sad thing is a lot of people have that realization and at last you know it's that month of motivation or that month of you know where our life's so short and it kind of just dies off again and it's not until they have another one of those moments or another scare themselves that it kind of kicks them back in the gear that life is short and, and this is only a one-time thing. And I think credit to you for taking a terrible and, and extremely sad situation and taking the life lesson out of it because that's really hard to do. And it's hard to continue living on with that, I guess, that, that new mental perspective. Yeah, oh, for sure. But, I mean, don't get me wrong, like... Um... I had my moments like, you know, the following six months, year after he passed, fuck, I was on the purse, just partying, just sort of out of control, just real in a dark sort of space. And, you know, I guess those sort of big life moments, they define you and they, you can, like, it either makes you or breaks you. Um, and then I decided to, to look at it as a, as a positive and to take, take, take strength out of that. And so now that's sort of, you know, anything that I go through in life, it's, um, I've got those foundations and I've got those, those past experiences to, to help me sort of combat anything. Definitely. How old were you at the time? 18. So 18. just like just fresh, fresh out of sort of school into the real world, sort of when you need a father figure the most to sort of point you in the right direction and kick up the ass and tell you what not yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was uh, sort of fuck, fuck. I mean, it definitely totally um, changed my whole world to be fair. A hundred percent. I can imagine. And, you know, obviously from that point, you went on to, to start doing that plumbing apprenticeship. And it's funny because I've, I've been telling a few people that I've had you coming on the show this last week and they've all asked me, what does Logan Dodds do? Who is Logan Dodds? And it's funny, bro, because it's, it's kind of hard to explain who you are. You're, I guess, in, in many ways, a bit of a jack of all trades, a bit of a go-getter. You do a little bit of everything and it's kind of hard to put a title on what you do for work or who you are as a person. Talk to us about that evolution of getting the plumbing apprenticeship. And then you've really built an amazing little life and a good balance off the back of that. Uh, yeah, man, it's people ask me, um, what do I do as well? And it's, it's a tough question to ask in a sense. Like, I mean, yeah, I've got a fingers in a few different pies. Um, but essentially, I guess, after leaving yeah, leaving school and finishing my plumbing apprenticeship, um, and then when I created that video, that sort of opened up a, a whole other um, opportunity, a whole other industry for me to um, explore. And I guess I wasn't sort of the... When I did my plumbing apprenticeship, it was more or less just an excuse to get out of school um, and just to, to do something productive and still earn money. So I ended up like knuckling that off it was cool loved like loved my apprenticeship met some epic guys and learned like some good skills but fuck man i'm i'm too much of a pretty boy to be a tradie like I, I found out that pretty quick and um 
had some like good experiences that sort of taught me, you know, whether I wanted to do that for the rest of my life. Um, but that's the beauty with apprenticeship as well. You know, you can just do it, get your ticket, and then if, like, at least you've got something to fall back on. And that's always what my old man said, like, you know, like, mate, leave school, no worries at all. Just go do an apprenticeship and then you've got something to fall back on. And then when that video um, came through, like, yeah, it sort of opened this whole nother door and I sort of thought, man, this is an opportunity to try something different. I've got my plumbing apprenticeship. If it falls through, like, nothing comes with it. I can always go back on the tools. So I sort of just tried my arm um, and then learned and taught myself sort of photography and videography through um, YouTube lessons and uh, trial and error and asking friends that sort of in the same realm. Um, and then, and, but that, what I, what that's led me to now is, which I've created this whole other world for myself, but I'm still now, we still go and I've got this company that we go into schools and we inspire students to do an apprenticeship because of what's, what the experiences and, and what I've done and the doors that's opened from having a trade behind me. And then I, cause I was out traveling the world young, I was living life cause I had money in my pocket, no student loan, you know, I wasn't tied to anything. So that's what we're telling the kids and inspiring them to is if you don't know what you're doing, don't go to university by default because you're going to get found out. You'll end up yeah. costing yourself a shitload of money or you'll end up dropping out. Um, so that's been super successful. We've been to around 50, 50 schools around New Zealand the last few years. It's called Trade um, Up, isn't it? Trade Up New Zealand. Yeah, it's called Trade, yeah, Trade, Trade Collective. Um, so that's been cranking. So um, it's, it's been cool to, to do. So we've been doing that, doing my sort of photo videography stuff, do freelance social media sort of influencing if they feel yeah. like to call it that um and even if i if everything falls through the shadow tomorrow but i've got my trade and i can go back on the tools and probably get a job tomorrow you know you know what's all a bit confusing and scary buying your first home and getting your first loan approved you see i'm 24 and i bought my first property last year even as an agent at the time there was so much i didn't know about finance because we aren't taught these things at school you see, I'm blessed now because one of my best mates, Zachary Bidoff, is a mortgage broker. And now that I'm self-employed, I have to be smarter with my money. So I sat down with Zach to refinance my loan and to get the absolute best deal I could. And it's saving me money every week. You see, the great thing about Zach is he's 28 years old, super relatable, and he knows everything you need to about buying your first property. So whether it's pre-approval or refinancing that you need, head across to ZacharyBidoff.com or find the link in the show notes. That's a really good way of looking at it. Hey, I think it's, it's funny because it's much the same in here in Australia. I think it's the same all around the world. There's that default setting that you leave school, you go to uni, you study, you know, something that is easy enough to get into, but kind of you don't think you're going to do for the rest of your life anyways. And most people spend, you know, or, or crack up like a little $40,000 hex debt, is what yeah. we call it here in Oz. And, it's like, man, you're on the you're on the back foot from the get go, and you don't even love what you've spent the last three and a half years doing, and you've not really made any money in that time, and it's yeah. kind of it's just a weird way to finish or to start that next chapter of your life. So it's cool yeah. to see what you're doing. I really like the initiative of going into schools and showing these kids, and you've built a great balance. Are you ever on the tools now, or are you just nah? I've actually I've been on the tools for about um for about two two and a half years now probably I I was it got to the point where I was like I was doing half of this and half on the tools and doing cashies and well you know I was just um, contracting doing my own sort of yeah. stuff but 
it just got to a point where I was like, it was tough to balance it and the juggling act just got way, way too much. And then I'd end up like, you know, costing myself money or time because I wasn't doing the job properly or I was letting people down because I couldn't show up if something else came up. And so I thought I was, it got to a point I was like, fuck it, I'm done. I'll like put my tools in the garage, um, start saying no to jobs and then just really sort of focus on um, more this side of the career. And, uh, and then that's sort of taken off as well. So I haven't really needed to be on the tools, but it's been epic to sort of stay in the, um, the industry, still do a lot of work, um, Plumbing World Ambassador. So yep. promote the trade and all the stuff we do with Trade Collective. Um, we're still in the industry a lot and I've still keep up my plumbing ticket, you know, so if I even need to, it's always there. Bro, I'll tell you what, one thing I'm jealous of, and, and it's a testament to probably being on the tools for a couple of years, is, mate, you're pretty handy around the house and you've done, <laughs> you've done some pretty wicked stuff to the setup there. I've, man, I see it on IG and I'm like, fuck, this guy's got, you know what it reminds me of? Have you ever seen Joe Rogan's actual studio in LA, how he had like, this, the infrared sauna, he had like the gym, he had all these little areas everywhere, yeah, all this yeah. stuff going on. Your house is like a little experience in itself, brother. Talk to me about yeah, the man. property. Yeah, well, that's, um, as we touched on earlier, you know, like as you get older and the experiences and, you know, like I, I, you can't, it's, it's impossible to keep traveling the world until you're 40, you know, like obviously responsibilities and, you know, I've got like a, I've got a lot partner, I've been here for five years now, I've got a dog and like we're in a property now. So it's like, it, it's, but I still love traveling. So it's hard as you get older, your experiences change and your responsibilities get like more. And, um, but with that comes opportunity and to do new things and work with new people and new clients and, and new brands and stuff. So um, yeah, one of the great things we uh, were luckily lucky enough to get on the property ladder in, um, in Point Chevin, Auckland here. Um, and one of my clients, um, Jim Visa, that I've been working with for the last sort of few years, um, we did a couple of projects with them. We did a, um, a put in a sunken in fire pit backyard. Yeah. Uh, so when we bought the property, there was um, there was sort of no outdoor living space and no outdoor deck. So we ended up um, yeah building a building a deck extension and then um, a, a sunken in fire pit, which has been absolutely like fucking unreal for like entertaining and man the amount of late nights we've had around there. Um, has been super epic and then just recently I just put in a, um, a little wellness center um, out, the, out the back of the house which has got a sauna um, an ice bath and I pumped up a little outdoor shower so that's, that's pretty sick. Okay. we, get, we get a lot of use out of that man I'm in the sauna every day I'm so on that hey because I, I don't do I've never done the sauna well I have but it's been years but I do like the cold ocean swim every morning here in Wollongong yep. so yep. I basically last four months every day I've been in the ocean or pretty much every day and it's, there's no better feeling, hey, than starting off good with something soul, extreme man. like that. Yeah, good for the soul. Um, one of the yeah, one of the big practices I sort of um, picked up the last few years is the Wim Hof method. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of it's getting a lot of traction at the moment, which has been pretty epic, and it's um, that's based off uh, cold water immersion, breathing techniques, and mindset. So um, yeah. that's been a huge part, and that's probably why I put the the wellness center in, and that's sort of massively for help your immunity, um, stress relief. Fuck, it's like a, it's a form of meditation essentially, really. So, um, it's really, really helped, helped me and my partner over the last few years. Yeah. How important is wellness to you? Cause you know, you're a fit lad, you got, you got a rig so people can see that you keep in shape, but I think it's more than just having a rig to you, right? It's like being up. Oh man. Perform well. it's, it's, it's up here, bro. Like, um, especially working for yourself and for, you know, like having everything as your own responsibility. Um, it can get pretty stressful and pretty overwhelming at times. Um, so f yeah, for me, like working out is, is a massive thing, keeping obviously in good nick and 
um, keeping your mind in good nick as well. And that's where the, the cold water um, saunas and the, the breathing and that all sort of play a massive part of keeping my mind pretty sharp. Um, and just, yeah, when you're feeling run down or feeling run, feeling shit, man, you jump on the fucking ice bath, bro. Minus two degrees, you'll forget what you're thinking about. Grays are minus two. Well, it's full of ice chunks, so like I'm smashing up with the hammer to get in there. Yeah. Fuck. That's freezing, <laughs> eh? Bro, I get in the water here, it's like probably 16 degrees, 15 degrees <laughs> in the morning, and people are like, bro, you're nuts. And I'm like, fuck, minus two, bro. That'd be, that'd be oh, an experience, to be honest, man. I probably need that right now because I'm sitting here every night because I've started running heaps. Bro, the amount of ice that I've got on my legs and like just trying to get the body to recover, I probably need that. Yeah, it's good. It's good for recovery as well. Um, so it's, I'm training five, six, seven times a week. So to yeah. get in, like, get in there once, twice a week, man, it's, yeah, it's good. It's good for the body. Would you? Hey, would you say you have a typical day, or is everything pretty sort of all over the shop because you're working for yourself, freelancing a lot? Yeah, I try and um, try and keep like a sort of some like a, a routine to a sense. Otherwise, like because my office is upstairs at my place, so um, it's, it can be pretty easy to get sidetracked. So I'm up sort of like we're at the gym at 5 36 o'clock most days come home jump in the sauna um and then sort of crack into it and then it's anything from like editing um sort of during the day to going out for some shoots uh creating content or we're out on the road of trade up which has been um kicked off the last sort of few weeks um so it's and essentially it's yeah bits and pieces that are similar but i mean yeah any day can be different which is why I didn't like going on the tools because it was same mundane shit like day in, day out, you know? Yeah. Because that's one thing I've been, I guess I've been really observing people like yourself, you know, like we we're just talking about before we recorded this. Um, I had Joe Damon on the show for the second time recently and I was bouncing off him for ideas because when, I guess now it sounds weird for me to say it, but like, I guess I'm kind of freelancing in a way. I'm like floating about for the first time or, not the first time, but for the first time in a long time, running my own show and steering my own ship. And you kind of look to other creatives and people for that inspiration to see how they're creating those routines and finding a way to, to make a living out of what they love. And it's awesome to see someone like yourself doing that every day, man. Yeah, man. Now that's, um, and it's been like that opportunity that I saw that, you know, when the video went, that was my opportunity. I saw, man, I can really make something of this. And, you know, I was, um, when I was sort of balls deep in the tools and, and on the trade, I was like, fuck, every Sunday, Arvo, you know, I was dreading sort of waking up the next morning and making my lunch was even like, man, this is like pretty, I was, you know, it was, like, it was, just, it was just getting really tough. So to, to wake up every day and not like, you know, really look forward to my day and be excited to, to crack into work and, and to have projects that really excite me is like, um, it's, it's been super epic and, Man, the, my biggest goal in life is just to be happy, bro. And if I can, like, with, and money is a byproduct of happiness, I reckon. If you're happy and you're doing what you love and you're putting passion into your projects, you know, that money is a, by, a byproduct of that. I 100% agree with every word of that. I think that's something that, I, you know, I can't explain for me being a young fella. You know, I got into real estate because, you know, I liked houses and I was confident with people, but... I probably looked at it as like, this is a career where I can potentially make a lot of money. And, you know, I, if I kept the same consistency I had last year, this year, I probably would have made a hundred, 120 grand. Um, you know, which for a 24 year old fella is pretty good money. Um, you can do a lot with that. And for me to walk away from that, I knew I was making the right decision because it's hard to walk away from 
you know, good money. And to walk away from that, literally make 250 bucks in three months and just be stoked to bounce out of bed at five o'clock every day. And just, man, honestly, you can't wipe the smile off my face. Of like I'm out there living the best life. And it just shows you, man, that all those thoughts you have, and we all have them at some stage, you know, those fears of money, security, and, you know, financial freedom is definitely important. But like you said, I think it's a byproduct of doing what you love every day. And, you know, financial status definitely shouldn't be your first port of call when you look at how you want to structure your life. So, and it's awesome just to see other people are in that same headspace. Talk to me about, you know, you said you love travel. You're on the road a bit with, with Trade Collective. And we're speaking about some of the amazing adventures you've had in NZ. Have you ever been to Australia? Oh, man, I love Aussie, bro. Uh, spend a lot of time um, in the Gold Coast. My partner's got a, um, his parents have got a house in, over there. So we're over there quite a bit. We've got uh, lots, a lot of mates over in Sydney. Um, my sister used to live in Melbourne. Now she's in Mildura, so she's over there with a the little okay. two girls and, uh, um, and her fiance over there. So get over to Mildura a little bit. Uh, but man, I love Aussie. Eh? The, the the rivalry that people put against it is fuck. It's big brother, little brother for me. Eh? Like I just I love Aussies. Love every like all the the culture, the people. Man, yeah, I love Aussie. Eh? You know, one thing that. I'm going to ask you in a minute while we're on that topic, a little bit about your worldly travels and some of those places that maybe are a little bit undiscovered that you've loved. But while we're on that topic, it's funny because I observe you guys, like you're, you're a great example, man. I feel like looking at Auckland as a city, there's so many amazing creatives and, you know, cool people that are in that city. And I look at it and I have a little bit of envy if I'm being honest, because Whilst I think we've got, you know, there's plenty of amazing people doing great things and I've got, I'm blessed, man. I've got the most su supportive community and group of people around me here in Wollongong. But I just feel like over there, man, there's a great connection between everyone who's out having a crack. Do you feel like that's the case? Yeah, to an extent. But on the other hand of that, we've got a massive um, tall poppy culture over here. So anyone that's, that's doing well, they, we try and pull each other, well, not we, but like um, the, the culture and the society. Are, um, pull each other down um but i think that's just from a small place sort of you know people that are it comes from a, a jealousy point of view you know you know if you're not yeah. happy you'll fucking try and make the, the next bargain next year you know not as happy um but i think that's definitely changing you know like where more people out there giving it a crack and the people that are giving it a crack seeing other people give it a crack that's when the the support and the um the community comes from for sure definitely definitely i, I know we've got the exact same thing here and but I've noticed in the last couple of years, I think as people get more confident to be themselves and, and put themselves out there. And I think a lot of the time that negativity comes from others who aren't really confident to get out of their shell yet. They're kind of living the life they feel like they have to live as opposed to the one they want to. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. Yeah. Look, talk to me about that worldly travel and some of those places. What are some of the ones that you've got in, the, in that bank of photos or videos that, Maybe the rest of the world hasn't seen yet, but they should. Oh, there's been a there's, there's been a few, man. Um, I mean, like all the sort of iconic Europe spots. Um, did spend a lot of time in Europe, but man, the probably like my the most iconic top like mind blowing place I went to went with one of my best mates, Trent. Uh, we went to Faroe Islands, which is a, a little group of islands between Iceland and the UK. Um, yeah. and it's so barren there's like it's like a population of 50,000 people and the weather is just yeah. super harsh that no one goes out there um, and we had this in whole entire beautiful country to a whole to ourselves they eh? like it's, it's 
pretty, it was pretty, pretty special. What made you go there? Um, Trent just, he sent me this, these, I've never seen it in my life. And he sent me some photos. He's like, bro, let's go here. And I was like, what? Where is this place? And so we ended up just going over there. Like it's, doesn't get dark there. Like when we went over there, it's just one of those same sort of on the um, same spectrum as Iceland. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it, it never gets dark. So we were just out exploring, like shooting like golden hour over there. It was lasting like four hours. So we had perfect light for like so yeah. long. And it was, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty, pretty epic experience. So that sounds unreal. I seen you done, I think it was you were sort of chasing a few sunrises in NZ, climbing some peaks and, catching some pretty good glimpses of sunrises over there this year. Yeah. Yeah. We did, um, we, yeah, done a couple of good hikes the last sort of few months that, uh, Roy's peak, which is probably New Zealand's uh, most famous peak, which looks right over Wanaka. Um, did that up at, uh, 5.36 started and it's like a two hour hike up, um, and yeah. got up there for sunrise and just crazy views like right back over, um, Wanaka. And our, the other epic one we did was um, Mueller Hut, which was an overnighter um, up in sort of the Mount Cook region. Okay. Um, and in winter, it was a, it's a dock hut that sleeps sort of 40 people. Usually summer, it's booked out. Um, you have to book months in advance. And winter, it's sort of first and first served. And we got up there and we we're the only ones there for the whole night. Just had this place for oh, ourselves. It was absolutely phenomenal, eh? Man, I've got, so I walk in the same spot every morning. So if I don't go for a run, I go for a walk at six o'clock grab a brew with one of my mates or a couple of my mates and got one mate in particular, shout out to Zachy Vids, who fucking loves the sunrise more than anyone I've ever met in my life. I've never seen a guy so stoked. Like you should see his facial expression change as soon as that sun starts popping over the horizon. But man, I've, I've come to love it. Like the early mornings, I wake up at five every day, 4.45 on a Sunday. Like I love an early morning. And, bro, there's no better feeling than seeing the sunrise, eh? It just gives you energy. Yeah, bro. New day, new opportunities. It's, um, yeah, it's that, that new light, bro. It's a good time of the day for sure. I've definitely come to learn to love the mornings as well. 100%. Hey, for the listeners, what, what sort of advice do you have on life that you feel like, you know, at your age now, you know, heading into 30 next year, that you've learned throughout your 20s that you wish you knew heading into your 20s or you wish you knew that a little bit earlier to, to put into practice? Man, it would just be like passion, eh? Like follow what makes your heart, makes you, you know, what, what, what sets your soul alight, man. Like, and if you're like, it's worried about cash like that, again, that'll come from, you know, happiness that, and that passion that you put into something. Um, I wish I sort of known that that earlier, uh, but I, I guess I was pretty lucky that I found that out whilst I was still pretty young. Like I know, um, you know, you hear stories, people that just graft and graft and they're not happy and then they're 40, 50 until they say bugger it, you know, and going to do something different. Um, yeah. But it's, I know like, yeah, it's tough, the pressures that you sort of, at the time when you're, there's financial and outside pressure from society and your mates are all successful and you feel like you sort of, you know, have to follow what they're doing is, um, yeah, just break the chain. Like it's, you just got to do what makes you happy, man. That's a good way of putting it. Break the chain, chase happiness, live your dreams. Ladies yeah, and bro. gentlemen, Logan Dodds, <laughs> thanks for coming on, brother. <laughs> thanks for having me, man. Absolute pleasure. No, too good, brother. Take it easy.